Maturity is one of the most important characteristics or personal traits that a man can have. And that tells the other people that, hey, you can trust me. That's what maturity creates. It's maturity in dealing with emotion, it's maturity in dealing with crisis, with unexpected things, because you all know the quote, right? Everybody loves surprises, if they're positive. If they're negative, well, we call them, we call them issues and we get really pissed, right? So, maturity is having some form of stoicism about the events that are happening around you. I want to share with you five important distinctions between a mature and immature man. And see, it's very important to be able to make this distinction in yourself. Nobody else is going to be interested in making this for you. Because this only and only can benefit yourself. And why am I saying that? Doesn't it also benefit the other people that you're interacting with? Well, obviously, but the other people that you're interacting with, well, guess what? They can also interact with other people, right? So they don't care as much as how you show up. So I picked out five things, five examples between an immature and a mature person and actually a mature man, right? Um, again, if you want advice on how to be a mature woman, Listen to a lady who's successful, mature, has the life that you desire, and that can be any kind of life, right? It can be a career-focused life, or a life focused on connection, or a life focused on charity, it doesn't matter, whatever you desire. Don't let the society tell you that uh, you should follow one certain path. But if you're a lady, don't listen to this advice. Because this is tailored by men, because I'm a guy, I'm a man, and I've spent my last five years figuring out these kind of things and asking mentors and people and reading books and listening to countless podcasts and interviews and um, yeah it's just what it is so if you're a guy just go on and listen to that the first distinction is between boundaries right so a guy that's immature or weak doesn't have any boundaries he doesn't have any sort of time for, let's say hobbies or passion or boundaries in general when somebody treats him in a disrespectful manner if you're making the mistake of setting a boundary and then because let's say you want to give a second chance to a person <laughs> you're just going off of that boundary and saying yeah you know what this time was right guess what the other person is gonna lose respect for you instantly so the worst thing that you can do is to have boundaries which are flexible. It's better to have no boundaries at all, right? But again, having no boundaries at all is way worse than having clear boundaries. And one boundary that's quite clear for me is like, if I'm in a relationship with somebody and that person basically, let's say I'm... I, I, I Let's not go into relationships per se but actually you know what fuck it right so let's go into that see what i did see what was that that was not being decisive and that's the example that i want to give to you okay so going back to 
uh, where I was leading off before having this idea. If you're in a relationship, you have to have some sort of ground rules. For me, one of them is if the person that I'm with uh, kisses another guy, for me the relationship is over. It's as simple as that, like, that for me is the limit for cheating. It's quite clear, quite obvious, and that's it. And once, because I've done this mistake, I've done the mistake of, um, and way in the past, right, of accepting, you know, a weaker boundary in this area, it turned out to bite my ass. It really turned out to bite my ass. So there is no benefit for setting weak boundaries or not enforcing your boundaries. That's one of the things that you have to make sure. And in the business situation, and that's more important than relationships actually. In a business situation, if you're not enforcing some boundaries, guess what? You're gonna get to a working day of 12 hours each day because the company doesn't give a shit about you and your own well-being. It doesn't matter, right? It's not their scope. It's your own scope to say, hey, I've done my job, fuck off, nine hours, that's it. It's your issue, it's not their issue. No, boundaries are set by yourself. And that's what you're doing if you're a mature guy. Uh, the second thing, <sighs> accepting responsibility. That's what a mature guy says. And an immature guy is just wishy-washy, he's not accepting that he was at fault. I'm accepting full responsibility for some choices in my past. But see, you can see that in political leaders as well. And obviously they're not very trustworthy, but the ones who are, or the ones who seem to be more enjoyable, or let's say more loved by people, are the ones who don't change their mind. And that, and they accept responsibility when they make a mistake, right? They don't retract what they said. They're like, they're not apologetic. They're like, yeah, I did that. It was stupid maybe, but I did it because that's what I thought it was best. And they have your best interest in mind. That's it. That's what a mature guy does. And obviously that should be also true, right? So before doing something, you should also think about having everyone's best interest in mind. It cannot be lip service only, that's very important. The third thing that I want to speak about is external against internal validation. I don't need external validation and neither should you. And what external validation is? Well, I'm changing my profile picture so I can see how many people are liking that photo. Have I done that in the past? I did when I was in high school. I was stupid, I was an immature guy. I was a child, I was a man-child until I actually left home for university, right? So until 19 years old, like, I knew nothing of life. And that was one of the things that I would do. I would just, you know, switch between my profile pictures to basically get more likes or whatever. That's so fucking stupid. On the deathbed, get how many people are saying, Oh, I wish more friends on Facebook would like my profile picture. Nobody. This doesn't matter. So, internal validation is the validation that you get from doing the right things. From knowing that you're on a path, from knowing that you're trying to achieve something, right? So, 
for, from having a purpose, okay? And that's what you need. That's what you need to be a mature guy. And again, I'm telling you all of this, framing this as an immature against a mature guy, but you can get rid of those labels, right? They can be the difference between a child and a man, but they're dif- or between a successful man and an unsuccessful one, or between men who have different levels of happiness. You can put it in any way, shape or form, but it's important to understand that one thing is objectively better than the other. That's the thing, this is not subjective, right? So owning your mistakes is not subjective, it's the best thing to do, okay? There are a few objective things in the world and luckily we have some of them and they can guide us. The fourth thing is constantly asking for permission against, well, uh, being assertive and stating what you want. And I've had this issue because I was raised to be a very polite, extremely shy, introverted person, which is actually not my real personality, but it was um, hammered so deep in my brain due to the way that I was raised, which was honestly I mean, they tried their best, but it wasn't uh, the way that I should have been raised, right? It wasn't in accordance with my personality, right? So this sort of asking for permission would come up in, uh, for example, when I was at a restaurant and I would be asking for an order. I would be like, hey, may I please get something? Which is stupid. Like, why are you asking for permission from the waiter? Like, (laughs) it's so stupid. It's not polite. It's just stupid. Uh, instead, a better way of saying things, hey, I'd like to have that thing, please. And that's polite. Like, that's stating intent, right? It's what I want, it's what I desire. And I know this is a silly example, but that's how things are in life. Ex- again, when you're interacting with a woman, and a lot of my examples come from this area because it's very easy to relate to, right, as a guy. But if, again, if you're interacting with a woman and you're like, Hey, your highness, can I please take you out on a date? You're gonna get a no, 99% of the times. But if your attitude is like, hey, um, I like your style, how about we go for a coffee tomorrow? That's way more detached, I mean, it shows intent, and there are way, there are better ways to show intent than this example. Um, but yeah, that's kind of clear, or you can... If you have the guts, if you have the balls, go to somebody and say to her, hey, I think you're honestly uh, gorgeous and I'd like to know you better. Let's go out, Uh, here is my number. That's it, like, it's way better in showing intent this way. And you're gonna have a way higher rate of success. And the last tip that I wanna discuss Tailors in emotions. Everybody tells you right now that you should be crying all day, you should be showing emotions, you should be vulnerable, blah, 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 blah. That's bullshit. Like, nobody wants to hear you complain. Nobody wants to hear how terrible your life is. Nobody wants all that negative shit in your life, right? That should be channeled somewhere else in your activities, in something that you do physically. Right? They shouldn't be channeled on the people around you. 
it's completely stupid, it's bonkers that we still adhere to these kind of principles, right? And let me tell you um, what you should do instead. So don't be controlled by your emotions, but understand what your emotions tell you. The fact that you're afraid of something tells you so many things, like fear is the most useful sentiment that or emotion that you can get. Fear is the most useful emotion because it tells you, like your body is in a process of danger, danger, what's happening? And you have to assess the situation. Why are you feeling fear when you're trying to invest in Bitcoin? Well, maybe because this year Bitcoin kind of flatlined. It's at 9,000, 10,000, like you have no, and honest to God, you have really no profits if you've invested at the beginning of the, I mean, after the initial drop, right? In January, Bitcoin was a high level, at a high level. But now, like after that, from February to to this day, I think the lowest point was at around 6,000. So if you would have bought then, if you'd have bought at 6,000 and sold at 10,000, that's still a major gain, right? But if you are buying it now and you haven't done any analysis on that, it's normal to feel fear. Fear is you not understanding the things that are happening around you. And you just have to assess them better. That's all that you need to do. So those are, I believe, very important distinctions that you can make and that you can follow. And again, this you can deny the validity of those claims, right? Because those are hypotheses, right? But all I'm asking you to do is to go there, go outside, go in any sort of situation, in a social circle or whatever, and put those in place, right? If And I've, I still have to uh, improve on many of them, like boundaries. I'm really poor at setting boundaries in terms of my work-life balance, right? I'm Because I enjoy working on so many projects that, I mean, everything for me revolves around projects and purpose and stuff like that, right? But I also have a day job and I also want to have the time to exercise, uh, take a walk, meet with friends, meet with the people that I love. It's just, it's easy, right? To get to fill your day. So it's easy for me to not set boundaries and to let my days just flow. But then I'm at the end of the day wondering where my time went. So I realized that was a honestly something that didn't work for me, right? It wasn't a win-win situation, right? So I changed it. And I'm still, I'm really like at 5% of what I can achieve eventually in this zone but it helps to understand where you can improve so thanks for listening um it's been really i wouldn't say interesting for me to observe this but i would say it's been really funny or amusing that's the best word amusing to observe this kind of flaws playing out in interactions and starting two years ago I've um, I've been looking more and more at how the people around me interact and 
how I'm showing up with regards to other people. And when I, for example, when I can trust a person that he's owning to his mistakes, I can automatically rely on that guy way more than a guy that's always blaming somebody else. That's a guy that I would want as my teammate. Because you cannot achieve... Okay, right, you can achieve many things on your own, right? But sometimes you also have to go in larger teams to... That's how you leverage, right? You leverage the power of a group of people to create even more things because the more people that you have working on a single item, that item gets better exponentially. It's not a one-to-one ratio thing. And you're gonna find this out in business. Like if you are working on, if you're working yourself on projects, that's most that you can do in consultancy, for example. But if you have a team of five, then maybe you can hit 12 projects or 15 projects because some of the projects, well, they have redundancies or you can ask, you can leverage the other people's information, you can leverage their reports. It's easy to do it. It's easier to do it in, let's say, a very focused group, right? But you have to have the right people on the bus, which is something that I got from reading from good to great by uh, Jim Collins. I'm hoping that I'm not getting his name wrong. I know, for example, I know that his last name is Collins for sure, but I'm not sure if it was Jim Collins. But anyway, that aside, thank you for listening to this. And it's been a massive pleasure as always. And if you're hearing this on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, comment, (laughs) downvote the shit out of it if you really didn't like it. Uh, Tell me why I'm right, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, actually, don't tell me why I'm wrong, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, but also, again, implement the things, and I'm hoping that you're gonna have an amazing time by trying to become a better version of yourself. And this sounds incredibly self helpish and that's clearly not my purpose, right? I don't want to go into the area of self-help and trying to pump you up with motivation and speeches. I'm just trying to offer you tactics that works. I'm, I don't want to be a coach, I want to be a strategist, right? Um, so thank you again for listening to this and um, oh, also if you have any success stories, ha, those are more than welcome. We'll uh, see each other around then. See ya! Maturity is one of the most important characteristics or personal traits that a man can have and that tells the other people that hey you can trust me that's what maturity creates it's maturity in dealing with emotion it's maturity in dealing with crisis with unexpected things because you all know the quote right everybody loves surprises if they're positive if they're negative well, we, come the, we call them issues and we get really pissed, right? So, maturity is having some form of stoicism about the events that are happening around you. I want to share with you five important distinctions between a mature and immature man. And see, it's very important to be able to make this distinction in yourself. Nobody else is going to be interested in making this for you. 
because this only and only can benefit yourself and why am i saying that doesn't it also benefit the other people that you're interacting with well obviously but the other people that you're interacting with well guess what they can also interact with other people right so they don't care as much as how you show up so i picked out five things five examples between an immature and a mature person and actually a mature man right um again if you want advice on how to be a mature woman listen to a lady who's successful mature has the life that you desire and that can be any kind of life right it can be a career focused life or a life focused on connection or a life focused on charity it doesn't matter whatever you desire don't let the society tell you that uh, you should follow one certain path but if you're a lady don't listen to this advice because this is tailored by men because i'm a guy i'm a man and i've spent my last five years figuring out these kind of things and asking mentors and people and reading books and listening to countless podcasts and interviews and um, yeah it's just what it is so if you're a guy just go on and listen to that the first distinction is between boundaries right so a guy that's immature or weak doesn't have any boundaries he doesn't have any sort of time for let's say hobbies or passion or boundaries in general when somebody treats him in a disrespectful manner if you're making the mistake of setting a boundary and then because let's say you want to give a second chance to a person <laughs> you're just going off of that boundary and saying yeah you know what this time was right guess what the other person is gonna lose respect for you instantly so the worst thing that you can do is to have boundaries which are flexible it's better to have no boundaries at all right but again having no boundaries at all is way worse than having clear boundaries and one boundary that's quite clear for me is like if i'm in a relationship with somebody and that person basically let's say i'm i, I, I let's not go into relationships uh, per se but Actually, you know what, fuck it. Right, so let's go into that. See what I did? See what was that? That was not being decisive. And that's the example that I want to give to you. Okay, so going back to uh, where I was leading off before having this idea. If you're in a relationship, you have to have some sort of ground rules. For me, one of them is if the person that I'm with uh, kisses another guy, for me the relationship is over it's as simple as that like that for me is the limit for cheating it's quite clear quite obvious and that's it and once because i've done this mistake i've done the mistake of um and way in the past right of accepting you know a weaker boundary in this area it turned out to bite my ass it really turned out to bite my ass so there is no benefit for setting weak boundaries or not enforcing your boundaries that's one of the things that you have to make sure and in the business situation and that's more important than relationships actually 
in a business situation, if you're not enforcing some boundaries, guess what? You're gonna get to a working day of 12 hours each day because the company doesn't give a shit about you and your own well-being. It doesn't matter, right? It's not their scope. It's your own scope to say, hey, I've done my job, fuck off, nine hours, that's it. It's your issue, it's not their issue. No, boundaries are set by yourself. And that's what you're doing if you're a mature guy. Uh, the second thing, <sighs> accepting responsibility. That's what a mature guy says. And an immature guy is just wishy-washy, he's not accepting that he was at fault. I'm accepting full responsibility for some choices in my past. But see, you can see that in political leaders as well. And obviously they're not very trustworthy, but the ones who are, or the ones who seem to be more enjoyable, or let's say more loved by people, are the ones who don't change their mind. And that, and they accept responsibility when they make a mistake, right? They don't retract what they said. They're like, they're not apologetic. They're like, yeah, I did that. It was stupid maybe, but I did it because that's what I thought it was best. And they have your best interest in mind. That's it. That's what a mature guy does. And obviously that should be also true, right? So before doing something, you should also think about having everyone's best interest in mind. It cannot be lip service only. That's very important. The third thing that I want to speak about is external against internal validation. I don't need external validation and neither should you. And what external validation is? Well, I'm changing my profile picture so I can see how many people are liking that photo. Have I done that in the past? I did when I was in high school. I was stupid. I was an immature guy. I was a child, I was a man-child until I actually left home for university, right? So until 19 years old, like I knew nothing of life. And that was one of the things that I would do. I would just, you know, switch between my profile pictures to basically get more likes or whatever. That's so fucking stupid. On the deathbed, get how many people are saying, oh, I wish more friends on Facebook would like my profile picture. Nobody. This doesn't matter. So, internal validation is the validation that you get from doing the right things. From knowing that you're on a path, from knowing that you're trying to achieve something. Right? So, for, from having a purpose. Okay? And that's what you need. That's what you need to be a mature guy. And again, I'm telling you all of this, framing this as an immature against a mature guy. But... You can get rid of those labels, right? They can be the difference between a child and a man. But they're diff or between a successful man and an unsuccessful one, or between men who have different levels of happiness. You can put it in any way, shape or form. But it's important to understand that one thing is objectively better than the other. That's the thing, this is not subjective, right? So owning your mistakes is not subjective it's the best thing to do okay there are a few objective things in the world and luckily we have some of them and they can guide us the fourth thing is constantly asking for permission against well uh, being assertive and 
stating what you want. And I've had this issue because I was raised to be a very polite, extremely shy, introverted person, which is actually not my real personality, but it was um, hammered so deep in my brain due to the way that I was raised, which was honestly, I mean, they tried their best, but it wasn't uh, the way that I should have been raised, right? It wasn't in accordance with my personality, right? So this sort of asking for permission would come up in, uh, for example, when I was at a restaurant and I would be asking for an order. I would be like, hey, may I please get something? Which is stupid, like, why are you asking for permission from the waiter? Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's not polite, it's just stupid. Uh, instead, a better way of saying things, hey, I'd like to have that thing, please. And that's polite, like, that's stating intent, right? It's what I want, it's what I desire. And I know this is a silly example, but that's how things are in life. Ex again, when you're interacting with a woman, and a lot of my examples come from this area, because it's very easy to relate to, right, as a guy. But if, again, if you're interacting with a woman and you're like, Hey, your highness, can I please take you out on a date? You're gonna get a no, 99% of the times. But if your attitude is like, hey, um, I like your style. How about we go for a coffee tomorrow? That's way more detached. I mean, it shows intent and there are way, there are better ways to show intent than this example. Um, but yeah, that's kind of clear or you can, if you have the guts, if you have the balls, go to somebody and say to her, hey, I think you're honestly uh, gorgeous and I'd like to know you better. Let's go out. Uh, here is my number. That's it. Like, it's way better in showing intent this way. And you're gonna have a way higher rate of success. And the last tip that I wanna discuss Tailors in emotions. Everybody tells you right now that you should be crying all day, you should be showing emotions, you should be vulnerable, blah, 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 blah. That's bullshit. Like, nobody wants to hear you complain. Nobody wants to hear how terrible your life is. Nobody wants all that negative shit in your life, right? That should be channeled somewhere else in your activities, in something that you do physically. Right? They shouldn't be channeled on the people around you. It's completely stupid. It's bonkers that we still adhere to these kind of principles. Right? And let me tell you um, what you should do instead. So don't be controlled by your emotions, but understand what your emotions tell you. The fact that you're afraid of something tells you so many things like fear is the most useful sentiment that, or emotion that you can get. Fear is the most useful emotion because it tells you, like your body's in a process of danger, danger, what's happening? And you have to assess the situation. Why are you feeling fear when you're trying to invest in Bitcoin? Well, maybe because this year Bitcoin kind of flatlined. It's at 9,000, 10,000, like you have no, and honest to God, you have really no profits if you've invested at the beginning of the, I mean, after the initial drop, right? In January, Bitcoin was a high level, at a high level. But now, like, 
after that, from February to to this day, I think the lowest point was at around 6,000. So if you would have bought then, if you would have bought at 6,000 and sold at 10,000, that's still a major gain, right? But if you are buying it now and you haven't done any analysis on that, it's normal to feel fear. Fear is you not understanding the things that are happening around you. And you just have to assess them better. That's all that you need to do. So those are, I believe, very important distinctions that you can make and that you can follow. And again, this you can deny the validity of those claims, right? Because those are hypotheses, right? But all I'm asking you to do is to go there, go outside, go in any sort of situation, in a social circle or whatever, and put those in place, right? If And I've, I still have to uh, improve on many of them, like boundaries. I'm really poor at setting boundaries in terms of my work-life balance, right? I'm Because I enjoy working on so many projects that, I mean, everything for me revolves around projects and purpose and stuff like that, right? But I also have a day job and I also want to have the time to exercise, uh, take a walk, meet with friends, meet with the people that I love. It's just, it's easy, right? To get to fill your day. So it's easy for me to not set boundaries and to let my days just flow. But then I'm at the end of the day wondering where my time went. So I realized that was a, honestly, something that didn't work for me, right? It wasn't a win-win situation, right? So I changed it. And I'm still, I'm really like at 5% of what I can achieve eventually in this zone. But it helps to understand where you can improve. So thanks for listening. Um, It's been really, I wouldn't say interesting for me to observe this, but I would say it's been really funny or amusing that's the best word. Amusing to observe this kind of laws playing out in interactions. And starting two years ago, I've um, I've been looking more and more at how the people around me interact and how I'm showing up with regards to other people. And when I, for example, when I can trust a person that he's owning to his mistakes, I can automatically rely on that guy way more than a guy that's always blaming somebody else. That's a guy that I would want as my teammate. Because you cannot achieve... Okay, right, you can achieve many things on your own, right? But sometimes you also have to go in larger teams to... That's how you leverage, right? You leverage the power of a group of people to create even more things. Because the more people that you have working on a single item, that item gets better exponentially. It's not a one-to-one ratio thing. And you're gonna find this out in business. Like if you are working on, if you're working yourself on projects, that's most that you can do in consultancy, for example. But if you have a team of five, then maybe you can hit 12 projects or 15 projects because 
some of the projects well they have redundancies or you can ask you can leverage the other people's information you can leverage their reports it's easy to do it it's easier to do it in let's say a very focused group right but you have to have the right people on the bus which is something that i got from reading from good to great by uh, jim collins i'm hoping that i'm not getting his name wrong i know for example i know that his last name is collins for sure but i'm not sure if it was jim collins but anyway that aside thank you for listening to this and it's been a massive pleasure as always and if you're hearing this on youtube please like share subscribe comment <laughs> downvote the shit out of it if you really didn't like it uh tell me why i'm right tell me why i'm wrong um actually don't tell me why i'm wrong <laughs> it doesn't really matter uh, but also again implement the things and i'm hoping that you're gonna have an amazing time by trying to become a better version of yourself and this sounds incredibly self-helpish and that's clearly not my purpose right i don't want to go into the area of self-help and trying to pump you up with motivation and speeches i'm just trying to offer you tactics that works I, i'm i don't want to be a coach i want to be a strategist right um so thank you again for listening to this and um oh also if you have any success stories ha, those are more than welcome we'll uh, see each other around then see ya Thank you.